Thomas is in. Touchdown. Touchdown, Washington. Lofting one. He's got a man. It's McLaurin in stride. Touchdown, Washington. Hands it back. Chase Young. They're chasing him down the sideline. And Chase Young has a Washington touchdown. And he does the... <laughs> just like, come on. <laughs> makes me laugh every time. That deserves a wow. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to the day after reckoning here on Ref the District. I'm Nathan Perry. Here with me, it's the stoner with his fresh haircut. Thank you, thank you. Good to see you, boys. Been a while. And of course, we got Trevor here as well. What is popping? How is everybody doing on this Monday evening? Uh, I would be doing better if uh, yesterday resulted in a W. Ugh. Stoner, at least, at least Trevor, we didn't have to watch the game at a Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, uh, I, honestly, he wasn't even there uh, before the show. I, I learned it was Dave and Buster's instead. Ooh, so. Dave and Buster's. I don't know if that's actually better. I think that one might be that might be worse. <laughs> well, I had to do. Uh, I had to go somewhere because I was stuck somewhere in the middle. Like, if you look at those maps that they have for the um, the coverage maps, for yeah. the coverage maps, I was somewhere like right on the line of getting the Washington game, and sure enough, I look at the TV. It's not on, so I figured I had to go somewhere. So I went to uh, Dave & Buster's. Would have gone to Buffalo Wild Wings, but they didn't open on time, so I ended up at Dave & Buster's. <laughs> Their loss, because I spent a boatload of money there. <laughs> on games or, or you know, refreshments? Um, on adult beverages. I spent nice. uh, a fair amount, correct. What, about the same you probably would have paid had you gone to the stadium? Um. They're about they're pretty close price. It's almost it's almost sad how much the prices are just to get a drink at a bar nowadays. It's it's ridiculous as a matter of fact. Well, we got several people joining us right now. So we got Matthew Peitzman, Jazzy Perry, and DMV Sports Zone all in the chat. So we do stream this live the day after reckoning, the day after the Washington football team plays on our YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook accounts. And then you can find the audio on the podcast platforms. We'd like to go over what happened the day before and just, you know, let's start off with our overall feelings. Like what? How did you feel walking away from the game yesterday? Um, I just want to say real quick before we get into that. On the opening segment, it said we were um, reviewing the Baltimore game of preseason week three. We are not. We are reviewing the week one. Yeah, regular season uh, week one game against the Los oh. Angeles Chargers. Just for anybody who's watching, we're not, and we're not perfect. Some confusion. There. <laughs> but now, overall feeling about the game yesterday. Disgusted, actually disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, all all season long, you heard since last year, defense, 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 defense. Well, we might have only allowed twenty points, but we allowed a bunch I was of. Yards. Say, they still held them to twenty points. I, th- yeah. I think, unfortunately, the uh, the the problem is is that what, they were fifteen for nineteen on third downs, right? So they didn't get off the field enough. I know a lot of people will point to the fact that the offensive production wasn't good, so they were tired. I mean, you saw a lot of the times you're just seeing people being taken out. There's a lot of third downs where Sweat and Chase Young were on the sidelines. You don't mm-hmm. want those guys sitting on the sidelines. Nah. So, yeah. And we didn't touch Very the quarterback enough, which was disappointing too. So, How about you, Stoner? Well... I mean, you know, we're going to have EB on here in just a little bit from the Junkies. And he said something last year that really resonated with me and resonates to me, resonates with me every day. I am amazed at my amazement. Right. I, how, why am I always amazed that the team does not live up to what everybody thought that they would be? I shouldn't be amazed at that anymore. <laughs> But I'm amazed at my amazement. Well, this year we actually the, the fact that we actually had hype going into this year is, is yeah, different. Right. We haven't had this much kind of excitement in a long time. Mm. And so this one we set ourselves up for that mm. letdown. You're right. Every right. year, you know, we, we get into that? the fans get into that and that that feeling. And we just, you know, we let ourselves down with with some kind of you know early, early loss. If it's not game one, it could be game mm. two. 
But game game one loss, definitely disappointing, not something you want to see as a fan. And it just felt deflating, right? You lost QB1 fairly yeah. early on, you know, about yes. nine minutes in or, you know, about seven minutes into that second quarter that uh, Fitzpatrick goes out. While he's on the ground, the <laughs> fans are cheering for Taylor Heineke. Disgusting. Not not a fan of that. The trainers not didn't even make it on the that. field yet, and the crowd was going crazy. And also what I think is what's most frustrating about these games that we lose like this is we beat ourselves. It's not like they did anything crazy special to be like, oh, they dominated us. We, the, the fumble right there at the, in their territory after the nice interception, the third down conversions that we let them have, like we beat ourselves in all these games that we can easily possibly contend and win with. Well, I'll have to disagree with you on that, Trevor, in that Justin Herbert beat us yesterday. Him and him alone. He Mm. beat us up and down the field. He would – well, let me just say this. So everything that we had concerns about going into this this game from the preseason, we had concerns about the defensive backfield, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those concerns were not alleviated. We had major concerns about the linebackers. That was not alleviated at all. We had concerns about the offensive line, a rebuilt offensive line. Those were not alleviated. We had concerns about who was going to replace, uh, who would replace Curtis Samuel as your number two weapon. So that was not uh, (laughs) alleviated in any way. And the biggest concern, of course, was about the quarterback position. So, that obviously was not alleviated. So all the questions that we had going into this season and there, nothing was solved. Nothing helped us feel better about where this season is going. Now, let's not get crazy. Let's not have like a referendum on the whole season that the season's over and all that. But as EB yeah, will, is, I'm sure will tell you. Action Monday. So well, as EB will tell you when he comes that. on, if they lose Thursday, then, then we, can just, we can just throw it all oh, away. I said that too. I said yeah. that too. If we lose yeah. Thursday, then it's it's panic time. It's panic time. So we're, we'll talk about that Thursday game come Wednesday show. Let's continue talking about this this game that would just happen last, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just yesterday. The I, I disagree with that. It was Herbert that beat us. Really, the game plan. So I think Tay and Todd had a great uh, tweet and video out about this. So if you if you can go follow their content, they they create some great content. Every single one, well, not maybe not every single one, but the vast majority of those third downs were were made on man coverage mm-hmm. where the offense was in like bunch, which are meant to be man beaters, right? Like they're meant to beat that man coverage. So I think the game plan was just, their game plan was much better than the vil- vanilla defense that was given out there. Now, I'm not going to absolve the players of of every you know all their wrongs doings because lord knows that people were not in the right position you know bostick yeah, i'm i'm tired of seeing bostick in coverage like it you is you were just going to do that <laughs> who wasn't going to do that you just said you were going to name the players and then you just uh, bostick I, yeah <laughs> but it's I'm, true I, though there, there are certain certain players. I said I'm not going to absolve them. Like there's, they definitely earned some blame here, right? So yeah. Chase Young, one of the one of the premier talents that we have on this team, you know, he's been called a generational talent, and I'm seeing him being uplifted one on one, and that's yeah, not something is, you want to see. No, you do not want to see that at all. Yeah, yesterday was was really, as we said, it was really disappointing. Uh, of all the hope that we had going into the first game. And here we are once again in the exact same position that we always are, which is who's our quarterback. What was that graphic that somebody on um, one of the DC TV stations had? And he put like that, that Zoom chat. Darren Darren, Darren Haynes. Yeah, Yeah. he put that Zoom chat up there and he had 32 different starting quarterbacks. 32 different quarterbacks. Since 93. Three, yep. In 22 years, you have 32 different starting. I mean, that's why we are where we are. We all know <laughs> that the quarterback is is why we are where we are. I mean, Keenan Allen even said it in his post game. He told Chase Young supposedly, "If you guys are in man coverage, you guys are going home." And we came out in man coverage, and we and went we home. Stayed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we went home. That's right. Yeah. So, and, and it was and it was over. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was just quite disappointing. I, I'm real excited to hear what uh, what EB's going to say. I know he's he's probably tired about talking about it. He talked about it for probably. four hours this morning, and he's probably talked about it uh, with his friends and all that all afternoon, and he's probably just really tired of it. But we're glad he's going to be able to join us and talk about it with us. In fact, why don't we just go ahead and bring on the man, the myth, the legend himself. We've got Eric Bickle. That's EB, better known as EB, straight here from the Junkies. I'm going to make sure that he gets the big screen on us. Uh, thank you for joining us, EB, here on Ref the District's you know, Day After Reckoning. Uh, no problem. How, how's my audio? Okay? It yeah. Sounds great. Okay, good. Good. How are you guys? Doing fantastic, EB. And, and uh, Trevor and Nathan here, they graciously allowed me to uh, take the first minute or so to fanboy it up a little bit. Before right, we get go. into before we get into the game <laughs> and talk go. about the game, right. um, so uh, I've been listening to the Junkies since 2007, but I'm a I'm a podcaster. Unfortunately, I don't, right. I don't help your ratings at all. If but, you listen um, within the first 24 hours, it helps. Oh. Oh, okay, always, every time. Like I've already listened to today's show. Nice uh, on the podcast, but I was listening since 2007. And it was when I first got uh, a real iPod. You remember those iPods sure. like the little, with the little <laughs> dial and the three-and-a-half-inch screen? Jeez, and I got one of those so for old. Christmas, right? I know, right? <laughs> and I was in Germany at the time. And I got one of those, and I said, well, let me, let me listen to some podcasts. Let me figure out the whole podcast game. I've been hearing about this. So I remembered you guys from a previous um, assignment in the D.C. area. And so I looked them up, and I said, oh, there you go. There's the, there's the junkies. And this was February of 2007. Then I found out you guys hadn't had just started podcasting in like January of 2007. So, of course, I went back and listened to all that. Nice. And this is the uh, this is not an exaggeration. This is the God's honest truth that since that time or ever, I have listened to every single segment that the junkies have ever, ever posted. That's not an exaggeration. That's strong. I think I might be the only person on earth who's, who can say that. For sure. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> right? But you've gotten me through deployments. You've gotten me through uh, living in Germany and living all over the world. And well, I, so, I, I really thank appreciate you, that. Yeah. No, thank you. I really appreciate that because, uh, look, at the end of the day, we're just four local guys that you know have a pretty good chemistry. And because of guys like you, we've been able to kind of fake working for 25 years. Yeah. So uh, we wouldn't have our lives. We wouldn't have this job uh, if it weren't for guys like you. So I am more grateful than you can imagine. I really do appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. And last thing before we go on to talk about the game, <laughs> I live in the, in the town that you guys join on more than any other town in the country. I don't know oh, what good that could be. I mean, Laurel, I mean, Pasadena, getting closer. Uh, I know Glenn you're Bernie. Gonna... <laughs> a little Those bit. Those are all good ones. Those are all good ones to make fun. I of. mean, <laughs> Baltimore, close. Yes, I live in I live in Dundalk. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. See, <laughs> yeah, right. So I live in Dundalk, but I have to I have to defend my town, which is I've got a beautiful spot right on the Chesapeake Bay. It's like how uh, Valdez talks about the Magathy and where his parents live. There are nice spots in every town. <laughs> Let me so tell you something. Nice spot. I, I don't want to get into it, but I'm very fed up with where I live. And Valdez yeah. keeps telling me I should move out to that area. <laughs> to he Pasadena? You, to the Dina, <laughs> that whole area. He said, you would love it. Yeah. Nobody cares. You just <laughs> live your life. That's right. That's right. So I'm all about it. All right. So let's, let's get to enough of all that. Let's get to the game. All right. And we heard this afternoon, obviously, that Fitz is going to be out for who who knows six to eight six weeks, to eight maybe weeks. even the whole year. Yeah. Who knows what? I know you're a Heineke guy, and I know you're a Kyle Allen guy as well. You're kind of like all three guys. I was okay with all three guys. Yeah, yeah. So where does where does this team go from here at the quarterback position, as far as the success of what Heineke can do? Well, I think it comes down to if he can stay upright. If he can stay upright, I personally think he can do the job. I know mm. guys like Lurch, you know, he can't think outside the box. He thinks, oh, he was undrafted for a reason. But I think Taylor has skills, and the skill set that he has are those that are most important. 
what are we most drawn by when we when we grade quarterbacks and we evaluate them? We want guys from a big program. All right, that makes a lot of sense, but okay, you don't have to be. We want like 6'4", look like Adonis, big arm, could throw it through the uprights like Kyle Bowler. Uh, but you know what I think are the most important attributes? Smart guys, poise under pressure, gamers, guys that can move around a little bit, uh, guys that can, uh, you know, uh, guys that can read defenses, guys that know where people are supposed to be, guys that can freelance. And I actually think all of those skills are what actually make a great quarterback. He has. Now, is he going to be able to stay upright and withstand the beating? He's got a smaller frame. Uh, I mean, Drew Brees did, but Drew Brees didn't run around like Taylor. So if he can find a way to protect himself, I'm not going to say – okay, now I'm going to readjust my win total because we don't have fits here. I'm not. Now, if the defense doesn't play any better, I'll adjust my win total. But I'm not going to do that simply because Taylor Heineke's under center. Now, you mentioned about Taylor's ability to stay healthy and uh, the fact that he runs around a lot. Were you impressed with his ability dur- you know, as the game went on where he made smarter choices? You know, He was dumping off the ball. He was, he was running out of bounds. That's something I don't feel like we saw last year. Did you feel like that was a change in his game plan, or do you feel like no. he's still taking too many risks? No, I thought, that, I thought he played like I thought he would play. I thought we saw that in the Tampa game. Um, mm-hmm. I was not surprised at all. Uh, look, if team, here's how you're going to beat Taylor Heineke if he stays healthy. You got to force him to beat you from the pocket, right? That's obviously not his strength. He doesn't have that big arm. I think he can make the right reads, but you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think he has that arm strength to just stand there and beat you all day. If they can find a way, and I'm not a coach, I never played football, although I did beat the Divas and I was the MVP. <laughs> right. Um, if they can find a way to spread out the guys and give him that ability to step up in the pocket and pass or run or maybe throw that shovel pass, just freelance and be creative, they'll be successful. If he's forced to stand there, kind of like he was in that first series, right? He comes in there on second down, and all of a sudden he has to make those sort of awkward throws from the pocket, you know, on second and long, third and long. They're not going to win that way. But if they can find a way, and teams are going to try to keep him in the pocket. They know that. I'm just a dummy from Kensington, and I know that, right? So they're going to try to find ways to keep him in the pocket. Scott Turner's job is going to be now, how am I going to play chess with that and find ways to move him around, to find space, and so this kid can make plays on the run? He's not a guy, and I've said this for two years now since I've seen him. I'm not surprised that he didn't look great in practice against Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's not who he is. He's not a big, strong guy that's going to impress you. That's why he went to small college. That's why, you know, he wasn't uh, drafted, right? But what is he? He's a gamer. I've said it a hundred times, but when his college coach said, this guy is so smart that he's the only guy I've ever coached, and the guy's been around for like 30 years. He's the only guy I've ever coached that could go through five reads, and he knocks off two of them before he even snaps the football. That's the kind of ingredient that you need to be successful. Personally, I've seen enough. I think he can win. Do I think he's great? No. Do I think he can win? Yes. Now, can he stay healthy? That's the, I mean, most people think he can't. I had a conversation with Brian Mitchell today, and I'm sure Brian said it on his show. Brian doesn't think with his style of football, his body will survive. Brian knows more than me. If you can find a way to slide, if you can find a way to get out of bounds, right? I'm sure he slides better than Robert. I, I guarantee he does. Um, if he can find a way to protect himself and still be mobile, I think he can do this job, and I, uh, and I won't be surprised. So, uh, EB, we're going to switch uh, to the defensive side of things now. So Ron Rivera mentioned how a lot of people on that side of the ball were out of out of spaces, not filling the gaps, filling the wrong gaps. Um, I'm looking at the linebacker core. Do you think we move the guys around to different spots in the linebacker's position, or do we go out and look for free agents to add to that? Because our linebacker core was lost a lot yesterday. Well, that's not – I mean, I've been talking about it all offseason. I said this, this defense – first of all, the defense is good, right? On paper, yeah. the, the front four 
you like look at that and you go, how do they ever give up anything? Um, they upgraded the back end. I'm still not sold on Landon Collins. Obviously, he's good in the box, but you know he's kind of easily exploited outside of that. Um, but I've looked at that linebacking core for two years now, and I go, that's a weak spot. That's a big time. And I'm just, again, I'm just a dummy, and I can Hashtag see that. Just a fan. Yeah, yeah, I'm just a fan, and I can <laughs> see that. I love Cole Holcomb in the sense that he's another sort of undersized guy got a nose for the football he deserves to be in the league i'm mm-hmm. not sure he's a starter right i think he's a perfect backup role player mm-hmm. bostic i mean i think it you know i'm sure he's smart i'm sure he knows the game but i i'm not quite sure that there's enough plays there i probably got a little too much you know uh wear and tear on him and Jamin davis davis from my dumb eyes has been a zero so far an absolute zero now, I don't know why they're playing him in a middle <laughs> linebacker spot when all the highlights I saw. Did I watch him in college? No. Did I watch the highlights and the packages and what they showed and said this is what impressed us? He was in coverage. He was supposed to be the guy covering the tight ends, right? He was supposed to be the guy in space making plays. He's not a thumper. What are they doing? I don't understand it. Now, am I smarter than the coaches? No. <laughs> but I don't understand it. I'll say that. Yeah. I don't yeah. understand it. There's yeah, a lot Bostic of was in coverage on. on that uh, third and sixteen that they made. So that that to me is a is a lost big question. Yeah, you know, just he was lost in that in that coverage. Yeah, can yeah we, I, mean, I don't know. I, I'm not good enough to know. Can we talk about that that last drive that they had, and specifically the. Um, Ron Rivera decided to punt on fourth and seven from the from the opponent's forty, with yeah. almost seven minutes left. And there's a lot of talk about whether or not they should have punted. Well, you got one side, you punt because you trust your defense, or you don't punt because as much as you trust your defense, they've been getting ripped all day today, so you shouldn't trust them. But they had all those chances on that last drive. They had a third and sixteen. They had a third and seven. They had a third. I think they had four of them on that last drive, third downs, and Justin Herbert just converted them. Is that – do you think that's a product of they just got outplayed or is that a product of the scheme that Del Rio slash Ron Rivera are running? I, you know, I'm not smart enough to know. I'm not – yeah, um, I'm not either. I'm just trying to find answers. No, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm not sophisticated enough to know, but I do know that they got outplayed. Yeah. Um, and is it because they were out-schemed? They probably were. There is a – there's a part of me that feels like Ron and Jack are some old school, tough guys, old school football guys. And I, you know, I'm not Mr. Analytics, but I'm not sure if there might not be a better blend that we might be able to, to, to work into this. You know, uh, I'm not sure that we're playing optimal 2021 football in terms of, I mean, I go offense and defense, man. I'm not sure I'm seeing enough motion. I'm not sure defensively if I'm seeing enough blitzes. I'm yeah. not sure if we're you if we're making the right decisions on third and fourth downs. I really not. I kind of I get a sense that we just got some old school football guys to go. Oh, fourth and seven, we're we're going to punt. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> right, right. You know, I don't know. Ron's yeah. come out and said that he's not not a big fan of the analytics, right? Like, he's I don't want to overvalue that. analytics because I get annoyed by that too. But there has to be a blend, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure where we are on that. So, but you know, again, I don't know anything. I'm just telling you my instinct, my gut, yeah. right? Well, you know, we're, you, Taylor Heineke is somebody who you like. Obviously, got kids got a lot of moxie. What are, what are what's another player that's passed the eyeball test for you? To be, um, I mean, there are quite a few of them. I actually like the team. Uh, I was very disappointed in in, in what they put out there yesterday. Uh, I like Kyle Allen. I think I'm the only guy in town that won't throw up if Kyle Allen has to play. (laughs) I was looking at the QB too. Do I think he's great? No. But do I think last year he showed that he can be effective running this offense, this offense that he knows very, very well? Yeah, I think he could do it. Uh, Would I rather have Justin Herbert? Of course. Of course I would rather have him. Um, but I don't think just because you're starting these journeyman guys, do I think we need a franchise quarterback? Yes, I do. 
But do I think we should just lay down and lose everything because we're starting these journeymen? No. no. I think these guys are professional players that can do the job that's asked. They can play at an average level, and they have enough talent at the other positions that can help carry them, right? When they signed Logan Thomas, I'm telling you I was the first guy that said, I like that signing. That guy's an athlete. He's a big kid. He's been in the league for seven years. I like that signing. And he blew up. Mm-hmm. And people mocked me. People on my own show mocked me. <laughs> yeah. I like Terry McLaurin. Everybody does, right? Yeah. I think Deanna Brown can help this team. I think Cam Sims, if given – now he was only on two plays on offense. So, obviously, they're not playing on him right now. But if they gave him an opportunity, I think Cam can make some plays. Do I think Cam's special? No. Do right. I think he can help the team? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so, I th- there are guys, that, you know, by and large, I like – I think we can win with this crew if we're coached right and we're schemed up right and we don't shoot ourselves in the foot. So Thursday night, is that a must win or is that just uh... – It's kind of a must win. And I know that sounds disgusting, but you look at – now it's different, right, because now we have 17 games. So now you get a little more breathing room, okay? But traditionally, teams that start out 0-2, okay, they're very much behind the eight ball in terms of going to the playoffs. All right. Now we've expanded the playoffs a bit, right? So it's maybe one extra team. So maybe it's a little less lethal than it used to be. Mm -hmm. But if you want to have a winning season, if you want to win your division and not be the embarrassment of the league by having seven wins, if you want to actually win the division, have nine, 10, 11 wins, you can't lose to the Chargers and the Giants and expect to get there, in my opinion. You got Josh Allen coming up. You got Matt Ryan coming up. Uh, I mean, I don't want to hype up Jameis, but you saw what he did this weekend. He's obviously still got some game left in him. You got Pat Mahomes coming. I guarantee you Aaron Rodgers is going to be on a tear after that embarrassing performance yesterday. Uh, You got Tom Brady coming into town. You you have Dak Prescott twice. I mean, you saw what Jalen Hurts. We have a legit (laughs) murderer's row of quarterbacks coming into this town. You tell me how we start out 0-2 against the Chargers and against Daniel Jones and get there. It's hard. It's hard hard to wrap your head around it. At home as well. It was your first two at home. And one of those are the Not saying it's impossible, but I'm saying it's pretty close. (laughs) Now now I'm kind of leading the witness here because I already know your answer to this, but I just want I just want you to tell these guys. (laughs) So I'm I'm cheating a little bit. But if you, but we have this argument all the time because it's me against uh, those two. It's the same. I think right? I know what's coming. You know it, that if you had to redo the 2020 draft, you would take Justin <laughs> Herbert, knowing what you know now. At like yeah. you said, at the time, you've said this many times. At the time, Chase Young was the right choice. We had no idea. I even said Justin Herbert was going to be terrible. He's going to be trash. The entire the, the entire but, league, every talent evaluator that I'm aware of, missed Justin Herbert. Yeah. They had him in the first round, but if they thought he was this good, they would have taken him one or two. Yeah, they exactly. Yeah. And so, and if you had to do it again, you would you would take Herbert instead of Chase Young. One minute after he was drafted, go to my <laughs> right. Twitter feed, because I got assaulted. I got canceled. One minute after he was drafted, <laughs> I went to the same high school as Chase Young. I'm a proud DeMatha High School grad. I love Chase Young. I said at the time, go to my feed and read the cancel. I said, if Tua, because Tua was the talk at the Mm -hmm. time, if Tua turns into Russell Wilson like they were comparing him to on the highlight packages, that's going to be a monster miss. That's going to be a huge whiff. Now, does that mean anything derogatory about Chase Young? No. Do I think Chase Young's going to make multiple Pro Bowls and have a shot at potentially being a pro, uh, Hall of Famer? You wouldn't know it after yesterday, but notwithstanding. Do I think that? Yes. Mm-hmm. But if if there's one person that says they'd rather have Chase Young than Justin Herbert, and they say that today, they're a fool. They're a legitimate <laughs> fool. Sorry, I had to set you guys up with that because I already knew – what he was well, going mean, to say. I already knew the answer. There's nobody in the world that can say that. The only reason why you're pumped for Chase so much, and he, again, went to my high school. I have an unwritten brotherhood with the guy. Quarterbacks 
greater than defensive end. They just are. It's not a shot. It means nothing against Chase. Chase could be Lawrence Taylor. And if mm-hmm. you have a Hall of Fame quarterback opposite it, you missed. You whiffed. That's, that's okay. fair. I would have that's to say fair. after yesterday. It has nothing to do with yeah, Chase. Yeah. He it's makes it sound way better than you do, Stoner. Yeah, like, I know, right? He, he can, he can, uh, he can get. We it can out buy into EB's argument. Stoner's yeah, been trying to make this argument for you know for the last four it's months. And preseason we, week two. We're, we're just you not. See, you guys it. are local. I can tell you're homers. You love the team, right? <laughs> I get it. I love the team too. But you got to be able to separate yourself and say quarterbacks greater than defensive ends. That's they just right. Mama Storis doesn't agree with you. That's Mama Storis on our YouTube ch- uh, channel. <laughs> She's a big Chase Young uh, ch- Chase Young guy. Not really I, for his play on the field. That's more for I love physical I love appearance. Him. Yeah, it's, uh, that's more of a physical thing for my mom. It has nothing to do with football at all. Disregard that. Oh, geez. So, let's get back to yesterday's game. The we've talked a lot about the you know we t- I, we found out some of the guys that do impress you. We know the Landon Collins is one of those guys that that's not really there for you. Bostic is another one that's kind of r- rough. Let's go to the trenches. You got the you got the the first four on the D line that, that on paper super impressive. Let's go to the other side of the ball, that offensive line. How did you feel about the offensive line yesterday? And do you think that adjustments need to be made there? Was dumping Moses the right choice? Is this all just hindsight's 2020? Again, I don't want to act like I'm an expert. I'm not an expert. But the offensive line struggled. We all saw it. Now, Cosme, that's a pretty tough first opening day matchup, right? You got against you got to go against Bosa. So uh, I think he'll probably be okay. Was I okay with them moving on from Morgan Moses? Yeah, I was okay with it. I mean, I think Morgan was solid. And what I love about Morgan, and we had him on the show for several years, is Morgan, you know, he he played hurt. He went out there and he played hurt and didn't miss that many games, if any, right? That guy put his body on the line and probably deserved a little bit more thank you from Washington. But, you know, he wasn't perfect. I was okay with moving on from him, um, and I think Cosme will be okay. The other guys, I mean, Sheriff is a tough one for me because everyone loves Sheriff, and I only see flaws. <laughs> you know, not to say that he's not good; he's good, obviously. But every, you know, everyone loves him so much that when he jumps offside a couple times or when he has a penalty, you know, it, it always irks me and sticks with me. Um, you know, he's far That's from some perfect. costly penalties uh, just yesterday. Yeah, I mean, he's far from perfect, but, you know, he's the best we got. The, uh, the other guys, I mean, I don't know. Leno, I mean, don't ask me. That wasn't a good performance. Um, our center is whatever. I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, here's what's shocking. And, again, I'm not an analytics guy. I'm just a guy that watches a game and, you know, it just yells at the TV. Um, that offensive line last year was ranked somehow sixth. In mm-hmm. football by Pro Football Focus, uh, so they certainly didn't perform like that yesterday. Uh, I look for them to to be better. Uh, I think the Chargers are better than we thought. I knew Herbert was good; he's better than I thought. Yeah, um, same. So I, I think. Look, I'm very down. I think they're going to beat the Giants on Thursday, and I think we'll have some new life, and uh, you know, we'll we'll get out of sort of this hole that we're digging for ourselves. But. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> no, that's. I think that's. I think that's fair. I think that uh, we we need to see more from the offensive line. You're right. They I think weren't, they'll play better. They weren't impressive yesterday, but it was a tough task. Cos- yeah. you're right. Boza as Cosme's first one. As much as we, you know, talked about the fact that he's going up against Sweat and Chase Young in practice, game is different. And Boza Boza made a. I mean. If you you mentioned PFF, right? So they they graded him horrible in that that pass protection, but in run blocking, Cosme was was a beast. So you know, I think that there's the potential that's there. I think that they need some more time, and they need to get coached up. And I think a lot of what that higher grading was last year was a, you saw a lot of the dinking and dunking because the quarterback play they didn't have strong arms. So you needed to see that. So I think I think really now that Taylor Heineke is the guy. Uh, Scott Turner has an opportunity to make 
you know, that game plan for him and we'll start to see hopefully some better play because they do, they didn't need to keep him upright. Otherwise they are going to call guys like this one right here. Uh, RG three a- or, hey. or, or, or cam. Yeah. So otherwise you're going to have to call those guys. Right. I mean, we remember <laughs> a couple of years ago, Josh Johnston, Sanchez, these guys were starting games or playing for Washington because you just couldn't keep a quarterback. And listen, I like that point that you made, and it's not something that I'd thought of, that part of the reason why they're so highly ranked is because, obviously, they weren't throwing the ball anywhere, right? They were just dumping it off. So I'm going to steal that point probably tomorrow. <laughs> That's fair enough. Just just highlight ref the district once yeah. for the rest of the show so Stoner, <laughs> Stoner can get a big old smile, and then we'll, we'll be good to go. So do you, right. do you, real quick, one more thing. Do you think this defensive rotational system that they've got going on do you think that should stick? Like, I know you're not. Yeah, I'm like you. We're just fans, but like, hashtag just are you a fan of that, or would you rather them do something different? Because that's just a little weird to me. I mean, I'd rather have Chase on the field more. I mean, yes. what, did, what did he play? I didn't see this, but I thought I heard somebody say, was he on the field for 64% of the snaps? I think, no, I think it was a lot higher. I think it was like 86%. I think Sweat okay. was like 64. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah uh, I'd like both those guys to be on the field pretty much every time. <laughs> so I would like yeah. to maybe limit some of that, but look, first game hot. These guys need, you know, they need to, you know, rotations. I get it. You want to keep guys fresh. Um, but again, I'm not sophisticated enough to know, but you know, when you got a big, like third and six or third and seven, which I think we had at one point and chase wasn't mm-hmm. on the field. That's not ideal. Yeah. Well, before we let you go, EB, um, one more question. You got Ron Rivera tomorrow morning on the junkies. Um, what is the first question that you're going to ask him? <laughs> I don't know because we're going to have him on every week. Yeah, um, so you got to be delicate. You, you got to be careful. You can't. You can't just, yeah, and then they're partners with us, and so you know, I get the sense too that he's getting pretty defensive. So I got to be defensive. Yeah. yeah, very defensive. Yeah, so. the one today, he was not happy with some of those questions today. Yeah, I mean, no coaches like it after they lose, but I'm really getting the sense from him he doesn't like to be challenged. Uh, I don't know if anybody has asked. I personally am not a Cam guy. Did I love Cam in the prime of his career? 100%. Love the story. Loved him at Auburn. Love what he did with Carolina. But something happened to him. He's broken, right? He had those surgeries. He didn't throw the ball right. I mean, again, I'm not a quarterback guru. I kind of am. But I, he doesn't he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't seem like he's throwing the ball right. I mean, is, can he still run and pound the football and score from the goal line? Sure. I mean, the guy, I mean, the guy's like an Adonis. But I'm not a Cam guy. I tweeted this. I've talked about nobody knows Cam Newton more than Ron Rivera. Literally nobody. He's passed on him a hundred times in the last two years. Why? Exactly. So I don't know if anybody's asked him that. He has, he said, yeah, we're not, we're going to, we like what we got. Why are you passing on Cam? (laughs) That might be, I'm trying to work that one out in my brain and see if I can do that. Why are you passing on Cam? Specifically, why? Like I'm right okay now, with especially. it, but I wish you would just explain it for everyone so that we can move on. <laughs> yeah, no longer have to answer that question. No longer have to hear about it. If he just, just tells us why. why. Just yeah. tell yeah, us just why. why. Yeah. yeah. But I'm okay with it. If they signed him, I'd be disappointed. But would I want 2015, Cam? Every time. Give him to me, baby. But do right. I want 2021? You know, the guy's put his body on the line. He's not the same guy. He's just not. That's absolutely fair. All right. Well, we want to thank EB. This is Eric Bickle from the Junkies for joining us here on Day After Legend. Reckoning with Ref the, uh, Ref the District. Thank much you, guys. Appreciated. Thank you so much. So, I do, I thanks, EB. It. it was great All talking right, to you, buddy. All right. All right, you have a great care. night. Enjoy those drinks. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> All right. That was EB uh, from the Junkies. I'm going to make, make the show here back to normal. Uh, you All okay, right. Stoner? Man, you good. You uh, yeah, that You're was, gonna need that a was amazing. That was the best. That was the best interview of my life. That was that was awesome. You said I got the some same hero thing time. When I first joined. You said the same thing in my first <laughs> show. Yeah, I was just trying to but... butter you up a little bit. Uh... <laughs> this is the real deal here. No, nah, that was you. dope. Like me being new to this, and like he's a legend in this whole industry, this mm-hmm. radio podcast. And so that was five years. They mentioned it. This is their this is their twenty fifth year, right? This is the yep, anniversary. Twenty fifth anniversary. They're doing. 
He's honest. He's raw. He's honest. He's just a fan like us. So I loved, I loved the just a fan thing. So if yeah. uh, you guys, we all got the shirts hanging up, but they're all hanging up on the logo side. On the reverse of these shirts, you can see the hashtag just a fan. Yeah. So we say it all the time. We're not, we're not coaches. We're not coordinators. We're not anything other than just fans. And so you know, we're out here uh, just doing the best we can. Love to do what we do. Let's, though, however, get to what we do like to talk about, which is our team here, and let's uh, go more specifically into our go-go's and no-go's. All right. All right. So who's a go-go for you there, Stoner? We're going to just do one each. I think that'll be fair enough for this uh, portion of the segment. My go-go was, I mean, you put the fumble aside, Antonio Gibson was a stud yesterday. He did everything that you would want of your number one back. He ran hard. He hit those holes decisively. He averaged four and a half yards of carry. He got three dump offs, and I think two of them were for first downs. They didn't. Nobody said anything about Peyton Barber when they had a fourth and one. Gave it to Gibson, Who? and he popped right into that hole. Except for that fumble, which was absolutely the turning point of the game. He was an absolute go go. Trevor, who's a go go for you? I'm going to do a quick two-for-one. Terry McLaurin and William Jackson. Terry McLaurin, even though he had four targets, he caught them all, and he literally showed that if you just throw him the ball, he'll catch it. doesn't matter the angle, the way he has to bend. He's ridiculous. At and then catch, <laughs> Number one on ESPN's top. Yes, the top yes it was. Oh, is it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then William Jackson ridiculous. with the interception. I mean, that was – He's he's showing that he, we brought him here for the reason that we did, and he's showing that on Sunday. So that, I'm pretty high on him. Go yeah, goes. There was a couple a couple of questionable plays for Jackson, but I definitely feel pretty good about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to put Cam Curl as my go go. Uh, he just he just seemed like he was always there. Uh, he made some impressive stops. Uh, he was another one though that they were rotating off quite a bit. And yeah. I just didn't yeah. understand yeah. it. So it was uh, you know there I was think a he was times- in on like 46 percent of the plays or something like that yeah or maybe so they, it's 56 i think they whatever. they are using a lot of mccain as an actual free safety and then curl was kind of in uh like when you saw him coming off it was usually a linebacker coming on so i think yeah. they were looking at him kind of that buffalo nickel that we've heard a lot about in the offseason possibly like a, a a box safety there with landon collins and just mccain playing over the top uh so he would have been my my uh my go go. We got Roger in our chat. Very good Lee point. Cooper Roger was really good. No one's he giving was. him props. You're he right. Was. I tell you what, he is exciting is in the return game. I don't mm-hmm. care if he ever catches a passes pass here right. for the Burgundy and Gold because what he's doing on those punt returns and kick returns is legit. Absolutely good point there, Roger, from our chat. Again, we stream this live here on our YouTube channel as well as our Facebook and Twitter. You can join us and uh, and we'll call your your comments out as we go along. All right, no goes. Who's a no go for you besides the entirety of the team? Start yeah. you go first. All right. So like <laughs> right. like you know I'm going to do this. You know it was coming, right? I mean, no. Chase Young was basically not heard from the whole game. He had a really good pressure on the sack that Jonathan Allen got, but that's it. That's all we really saw. He was manhandled by a rookie on one side and then when they moved into the other side, no, he Which was not going early. Up. Which they right. did early on. Right. Which he was not going up against Brian Bulaga or Boulet, whatever you say his name, yeah. who's been Bulaga. an all pro. He got hurt. So he was going up against a backup and still could get no pressure. Justin Herbert was back there. He would drop back to pass. Having a he picnic. Would, he would go to Twitter. He would <laughs> he would fill out like five <laughs> Washington football team name surveys. Right. And then he'd say, Oh, there's a guy wide open. And he'd throw it down the field, zip it down there. And so because Chase was not getting any pressure. So Chase is my no-go. My no-go is Kendall Fuller. Hmm. Got yeah, seemed uh, to get picked on quite a bit. Bro, abused all game. He does not get his head turned around at all. He could have yeah. so many more picks or opportunities for an interception if he would just turn his head. But instead, he was getting torched yesterday. And he is not showing what really everybody on the outside views him as. 
as 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 which is an elite DB, and he I yeah. never I've personally I've never seen that since his first stint with us. Hmm. Oh no, I think that he's, first he's, was he's good. quality. He's quality. Right. I mean, he was good but, at uh, Kansas City as well. Not good enough that they wanted to pay him uh, the money that Washington did. But yeah, I, I, I will. I wonder. A lot of people were talking about him being benched. I saw him go to the locker he didn't room. Get benched. Yeah, I saw yeah, him like, go to the locker room. I think it was more so kind of this conditioning thing that we saw. Yeah, like three players um, went to the. For that. Quite a bit. Uh, our EPs in here. She's she's given she's given Gibson the no go, and I'm pretty sure that that's just that's just the fumble. You can't do that. You're right. You can't you can't do that. It's it uh, it it's really difficult to to give someone praise. I mean, honestly, a lot of the offense was running through him, so that's why he's you know Stoner's <laughs> go go. Yeah. But when you have that that costly turnover, not only was that costly because they scored, you know, right after that, that was uh, Herbert's only touchdown of the game was after that fumble on like what it was a three the third yard line yeah, or something, yeah, something three like that. Line, yeah. Um, the uh, not only was it there, it was you've mentioned this, Trev. It was right after the Jackson interception, so the you just felt like the momentum was going to start going your way. The, the fans were getting ex- excited, was again, right, and then it just in. killed it. Which was like soon after the touchdown to Logan Thomas, right? It yep. wasn't it was, that much. It, it was. It was. Long it was wasn't. It was like the same quarter, same like five yeah. minutes span or something. I mean, yeah. There. So the stadium was stadium rocking. Was rocking. You had all the momentum. And then, and then just, poof. you're right. So I can, he can be a go-go and a no-go. How's that? Okay. Fair, fair enough. My no-go mentioned him before. going to mention him again. It's Bostic. I just can't, <laughs> I can't, I, yeah. I, again, I'm with EB He's, on this. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it, I know he's a smart guy. I know he's a football guy, but man, when he's out there in coverage, it's just painful. Steve, thanks for joining us here. Addicts are in the house. Uh, love to love to see you guys there. We're going over our, our go goes and no goes right now. So, uh, well, well, actually, I think we're about to wrap that up because I was the. Uh, uh, well, well, let me. Ask, I got a question about the like Kendall Fuller was was a guy that you're saying and Bostic and all that. But if they had gotten pressure, the pressure it changes everything. Yeah, you're right. Back yeah. of your defense. If you can get sure. pressure on the quarterback, he's going to make bad throws and he's going to. Throw throw balls up for grab that that these defensive backs can then be turned around for and it makes a totally different defense when right. you get pressure and it all starts there. But Herbert was just just ping ping. He was doing anything he wanted all game long. Again, game. again, it came down to a lot of that was where people you know when you're talking about that man coverage going up against those bunch formations. Lombardi, you know, for <laughs> an offensive coordinator who. Doesn't have a lot of it, you know. You know, it's a little bit more conservative, right? He's not going to open it up. He was just calling a better game than Del Rio was, and and, and it like costs it. it costs Washington. You know, there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of pressure. But there wasn't a lot of extra blitzes. The blitzes that were that were being called were, you know, Cole Holcomb was getting blocked. He wasn't yeah. he wasn't getting Jimmy after Davis the quarterback. So those that's uh, you know Child what it came down to. So Steve is saying, uh, you know, cause disruption. Coaches need to scheme that up, put players in position to be successful. Absolutely. Exactly. Well, they That's- they they did make some adjustments. I mean, they like you said, they moved Chase to the other side because Slater was handling him with no problem. So they tried to move him to the other side, and that didn't seem to help. The thing I don't like about this whole rotation thing, the the offensive linemen they didn't rotate. The offensive linemen for the for the Chargers. They played every single play except for Beluga and the Bulaga and the guy who replaced him because he got hurt, right? So yep. those guys played every single play. Our offensive line played every single play. Why is it so important that our defensive line rotates? Maybe if you had quality behind them, that would make sense. But as mm-hmm. we know, we know that the, the defensive end, the backups, is not a deep position. So our anytime, linebacker core. Anytime Chase is out of the game, especially on like a third and seven, you're in trouble. It was, the he started off that last drive holding his helmet on the sideline. I was I yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was just like, this is this is a pivotal drive. You got you got your your their offense pinned back at like the ten yard line. You want to see your star defensive player out there, your reigning uh, you know rookie defensive of the year, but you did. You Honestly, and so I think some of those things were reason why the the team lost. 
I started to lose hope and faith, honestly, when they went down on their first drive and scored seven nothing. <laughs> yeah, right. Literally, we were in for a very long. Yeah, day. like this is going to be. This they is they moved the ball very easy. Too they, easy. That, that was that was that was scary easy, and I was just like, like okay, this is going to be a rough day. Like, are you? And then they came, they got it back together, right? We were talking yeah. bad about the defense. They still only allowed them to score twenty points. But it just but, wasn't enough. I tell you who who actually probably does deserve a little bit of praise, even though he, he missed that fifty yarders. D Hop was okay. uh, was, yeah. was was more consistent than I think mm-hmm. anyone wanted to give him credit for going into this. Way right? to go, D Hop! So, okay. You passed the week one test. You got past week more. one. The fifty yarder. You still got to make those. Yeah, still, yeah, the yeah, whole man. job is to kick field goals. You need to. Uh, <laughs> you you got to make the field goals. But I tell you what, I was more and more than pleased. Now, here's the thing, right? So if they if he would have made that fifty yarder, they would have only needed a field goal to then tie the game. Now they still needed the ball, which they didn't yeah, get. Gotta get the, defense, the ball first. Defense didn't do their part, but it's still, you know, kind of an interesting uh, challenge there. All right, you those show were, any of those clips? Or no, we're, uh, we're let's go ahead. We got to wrap this up because my man Trev's got to got to get to his uh, his his next show. I don't care. So, I don't know how it is. I don't oh. care. Let's yeah, go I don't ahead. care about his other show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll we'll promote we'll promote it for uh, for Trevor. Oh, in the con- it's in the con- it's in the contract. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll promote it. Yeah, I early. agree with EP here. It's sad when the fans are praying every time D Hob lines up for a kick, and the, we weren't the only ones. The fans around us were, so that was uh, that was pretty interesting. I don't know that I anybody understands wanna, what EP is. Jazzy, it's Jazzy. You know, it's executive producer. She's. I don't want to. I don't want to. They will if they're fans of the show. But just to top it off, the the worst Sunday that we could possibly have. Uh, people got dumped on by the sewage pipes in the stands and that's just the icing on the cake of how sunday went so they got they got into suites after that though yeah they They did they they got to meet jason uh, jason Wright and tanya snyder i was telling a friend i would be like (laughs) you dump sewage on me yeah i I am playing it up worse than a ambulance chasing lawyer i'm i'm getting to meet tanya snyder i'm getting upgraded to club level Yep. for free my season tickets are this. paid for like well here's the question this. would you would you trade you know obviously if it happens oh, God, to you you go. want that but would you trade yeah, that would you say okay i'm gonna go into the game and you can dump sewage on me and then afterwards i get to go sit up in the suite for one game no yeah no, no. again i'm not i'm parlaying that i'm parlaying that into a season long adventure yeah Again, more more. I'm playing up more so than an ambulance chasing lawyer. I I really would. <laughs> I would be. I'd be like, nope. You got to get me a whole new. Like we're going not- to the team store right now. That Chase Young <laughs> yep. jersey. That mine. shirt right there. Those mine. pants. Yep, mine. all mine. Those uh, boxes, go, socks. Cool. You mine, just bought my mine. whole new wardrobe. <laughs> I'd go in a team store and I'd say. Oh, that Justin Herbert jersey? Give me that one right there. Give me that Justin. So anyway, I have Herbert to leave, ladies and gentlemen. I, I have to exit the broadcast a little early. I would I never, to go I would never, ever, ever make do an that. appearance on so, football garbage time. Dollar. Let's get to dollar dollar. <laughs> you know, I was just kidding. I know, but yeah, I do have to. Exit he does. He is actually leaving us for real. This. So he, he's like going to go to football. He's going to. Yeah, gonna I got to go. get on there six minutes till showtime. I, hey, I got to prep. Football garbage time. You can catch him. Uh, check out his Twitter. You can see at Trev Stores WFT. He'll tweet out the link for football garbage time. Thanks, we Trevor, for joining us as well. Yeah, he rushing me uh, out. Oh, for, you got to go. You got to go. No, I, I was going to talk about more about the fan experience and how there was a lot of Chargers jerseys there, but we got oh, we, you got to move way on. Too many. So you got to move on. Way too many. But yeah, I agree. I love you guys. Hey, remember what uh, Keenan Allen said? Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> love you trev see you buddy love you guys too. Steve, right. steve's on board with me steve steve is steve gets dan snyder on his oh. podcast if he gets if he gets sewage dumped on him That's, hey by the uh, way i got a problem with that washington word. football addicts there for steve i got a problem with that word exclusive like in this case it would be an exclusive but when they had in the pregame show they had aaron Rodgers doing an interview and it was this exclusive i mean he's done 100 interviews just in the last week That's how was that an exclusive, exclusive. It's their exclusive. All right, let's go ahead and move on to Dollar Dollar. All right. Uh, so we got to pay up, folks. This is yep. – uh, I can't even remember what we bets we made. Yeah, that, which is fun, right? Yeah, this is well, always an exciting thing. Is uh, Trevor – this is this is an old one that's still up. 
Trevor said that Samus Reyes would be in street clothes for game one, and you said, no way. He's on the active roster, and he was in street clothes. He was in street clothes. So you owe him a dollar for that. That's fair. But, hey, well, the- I, it cancels out because he's a part of the 53, and you owe, you yep. both owe me that. You're one. right. You're right. He was part of the 53. Um, all right. So Alex from- here's, a, here's a hot take before you go to the next one here. Yeah. Here's a hot take. He's, uh, he's suited up next game. He's suited up for Thursday Night Football. Ooh, that I don't is think Ricky hot. Seals Jones did enough as a move tight end. He didn't do anything. He he he, he was running routes, but yeah. he wasn't doing enough. I think they're they're going to bring in Reyes because they're going to want that blocker uh, hmm. as one to help out the line, and then two because they're going to you're going to see a, probably a lot more Gibson, a lot more running, and so yeah. I think Reyes is going to see some playing. Yeah, that's that's not, that's I hadn't thought about that. I think you might be right on that. I wouldn't I wouldn't bet against it. All right, so Alex from um, Guilty as Charged, the guy we had on from the uh, Padres, the uh, Chargers podcast last week, he said Keenan Allen would get 100 yards receiving. Did he get 100 or did he have like 96? Exactly 100. Oh, did he really? I think he got 100 on the dot. Trevor said there was no way. So he nailed that. Yeah, that's right. Because William Jackson third had previously locked him up. And I just yeah. want to make sure that I'm right here. Keenan Allen, nine receptions for 100 yards. Wow. On the dot. One. Um, and then he also, I don't know if Trevor said this or Alex said this, that Chase Young would have one and a half sacks. And Stoner and Nathan both and said both said no way. Nope. And I don't even think he had one and a half tackles. Well, maybe he had two tackles. <laughs> I just closed Maybe out. I have to. Br- I have to bring up the stat. The stats again. I. I did I think, think he that he was going to get one. I thought he was going to get one, but, but uh, he the didn't. sack or the tackle. The, the sack. I thought he was yeah. going to get the one sack. No, Jonathan uh, Allen got that one. But that, he, and it, that he ended was up really with, uh, three total. Yeah, one solo. But that that sack that Jonathan Allen got that was because of Chase. I mean, Chase yeah. pressured. Herbert. Well, the there was also right he got the down. he got the holding call uh, that brought back uh, the one play that was a b- very big play. So there, there, Chase had some impact. He's still a no go for me as well. I just oh, yeah. don't. You know, you really needed to see more from him. But um, all right, I said Logan Thomas would have eight plus catches. That not even happen. close. Nathan said nope. Um, did score a touchdown? I yeah, he did, and. I, his what do you call what was that big stat that you and the EP like to use all the time his his catch ratio or something yes. what is that yes is that what it's called <laughs> yes yeah well he had four targets four catches there you go so that's hundred percent so far this year I don't know who did this because I I didn't write it properly but somebody said that Fitz would have three hundred plus yards how about this Fitz isn't going to have three hundred yards the rest of his career. In total, not in a game. I'm talking about total. He's done. Um, I said no, but I don't know who predicted that because I didn't do a good job of writing it. We don't need to go back and look at the tape or anything. I think that's fine. That's for our dollar dollar. Okay, so that was definitely Nathan. Was that was that the last one? Uh, Fits two interceptions and a win, and Nathan said no. I think that was Trevor that said that because there's no way I would say that. Um, All right, I, I put him down as a no. So let's look at the score predictions. Trevor had it Washington 27-13. Nathan had it 24-20. And Stoner had it 19-16. But I had Washington winning. I almost nailed the score exactly. I just had the wrong team. I was I was uh Alex had it at 23-20 Washington. And I was I really thought that uh that down. Okay. yeah, so that's what he said. But uh I really thought if Washington got the ball back. They score a touchdown. It would have been twenty three twenty, and I've been yeah. like, I'd, I would have been hitting up uh, um, guilty as charged and telling <laughs> Alex. I was like, like, hey, you need, hey, to, you need the, to tell me the lotto numbers. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, I and I think everybody, everybody, everywhere you looked, everybody had Washington that game, and that should have been your first clue. It would have been like, when there's too many people are on Washington for this week. All the pregame shows, it was like a sweep. All the way across Washington, Washington, Washington. San Diego's San Diego. The LA Chargers are a good team. They're a good football team. I thought they were pretty good last year. And of course, you guys have heard me say it for two years now. Justin Herbert is 
a top five quarterback. He's a stud. He's everything you want in a quarterback. Drew Brees said it on one of the uh, pregame shows. He said Justin Herbert's ball, he doesn't know how this happens. It actually speeds up as it gets to the receiver. <laughs> and it's obviously like hyperbole, but still, he said he throws such a beautiful pass. Hyperbole like calling the second, the sophomore player, one of the top five QBs in the league right now. Yeah. That's yes. a bit. That's a bit. Justin Herbert is a top five quarterback. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right. <laughs> that's the stoner here on uh, Ref the One hundred percent. We uh, we do stream live. This is day after <laughs> reckoning. We stream these the day after the football games, uh, and so that means we're going to be back Friday for the day after reckoning. But you can catch us before that. You can catch us on our normal Wednesday show. We'll be previewing that Giants game. In fact, we have a special guest from a Giants podcast. I will be promoting and tweeting out about that. So you can catch us at Ref the District on Twitter, where we also stream this as well as our Facebook page. We, uh, we, oh goodness, Steve, you missed it. Please go ahead and watch the <laughs> rewind of this, Steve, as we answer that with EB from the Junkies on the redraft, Chase or Herbert. It was a pleasure having EB on for the show. And uh, you know what? Uh, I said we're going to be on Wednesday. You can catch us on any podcast platform. I didn't mention that one just yet. So make sure that you like, subscribe wherever you're at. It helps other people find our content, and we appreciate that. Hey, and until next time, be a fan. Be a fan. We love Washington. Uh-huh. And we saw them die hard fans. Yeah, we are. You know we keep it on 10. One, two, one, two, three. Let's go. And they gifted. We are Nathan and the Stoner. Yeah, that's ref the district. Oh, that's the podcast. Come on now and join us. Join us.